Coote. Coote. Coote right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is it for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! Well, Roosters fans, welcome to another week of Roosters Radio. Our mighty Roosters took on the might of the Brisbane Broncos last Thursday in one of our last few games at the home of Rugby League, the SCG. Silky and Bells, it was pretty exciting up on the Captain's Club, but I'll tell you where it was even more exciting, down on the field, if you're a Rooster, watching the power of Hargraves cycling with Matt Lodge into the Broncos, bash, barge, up the middle, just making yards, making metres. A real dominant performance by our mighty Cox, and they stood up 34-16, the final score. Victor Radley, well, the VB, hard-earned moment. Well, hard-earned it was. What about that cut, Silky and Bells? Welcome to Roosters Radio. Welcome to another week. What a game of football. What a first 20 minutes, boys. It was absolutely outstanding, and 34 to 16, that was a big touch-up on the weekend and just so good coming into the back end of the season to get that win up and confidently. It was a great game. It sure was. But speaking of great, what is great is being up on the Central Coast, coming to you live yes. from the Isabel Kelly Studios, Bells. Uh, and we should acknowledge too or congratulate Isabel Kelly, Absolutely. who was uh, named the captain of the upcoming NRLW season. So for the Sydney Roosters, he's a proud Central Coastie and uh, she'll be leading out the Roosters in the NRLW. Obviously, Corbin McGregor has gone off to have another child, so we wish her all the best. But yeah, what a great performance on Thursday night. Bush, yourself and I attended the Roosters' sponsors' dinner last Friday night at Randwick Racecourse. I had the pleasure of sitting with our sponsor, of course, Luke Keary. And uh, well, mate, the, the, the positivity that was emanating from the room off the back of that performance, I said to Luke, mate, that first 20 minutes was probably the best I've seen the, you guys play since the 2018 Grand Final. And, yeah, he uh, he tended to agree, but there was so many positives to come out of the game. Uh, you know, but in particular that first twenty minutes, the the dominance of our front row led by Jared Wayer Hargroves and Matt Lodge, it was something to behold. And the good news for Roosters fans is in upcoming weeks we see the return of Siwa Takiaho as well as Lindsay Collins. So what about that for a uh, a forward pack coming off the bench? And I tell you what else, boys, it's not just the game on the weekend that's just so positive at the moment, but the reason we're up here, we're in the Isabel Kelly Studios, but um, the boys are up here for a camp. So two days up here, they've come away to come together and it's something that Robbo do, has done in the past and it's been really successful for them. And the way they play off the back of these camps is just, it's going to be exciting to see this weekend, especially against the Cowboys. But um, they're in here, yeah, and they're having a great camp. Well, Bells, tell us a little bit about it because the Impact Centre, as it's known here up in Erina, is absolutely fantastic. For anyone out there that's a Roosters fan that lives on the Central Coast or someone just visiting wanted to do a training session, that gym has got to be one of the best gyms, if not the best gym on the coast. 
Oh, thank you. We like to think so. but uh, Absolutely. You should be proud of what you've done there and it's rooster worthy, that's for sure. That's right. Well, they're in there doing their weights at the moment and, um, you know, I got to meet the new performance team uh, mm-hmm. this year and they were blown away because they had never been here yeah. uh, and they were just blown away at the gym. So that was amazing to see and we've actually had the Raiders here this year and the Tigers. So well, We should declare your husband, Michael, former first grade footballer. By the way, quick shout out to Mick who's just had his knees done. We know he's a South fan, but it's the rooster player in him that mm-hmm. we're uh, appealing to here. A uh, quick shout out to Mick. But was that your dream to build a gym that across you know many spectrums you could have all types of athletes come in and use it? Definitely. It's a uh, but the dream. It's a performance style gym. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's for everyone. Yep. So you don't have to be an athlete, but you can come and train like an athlete. And that's what we were aiming for. And not only that, we've got a great facility. The boys are having lunch today. They've got a meeting room set up for all their video sessions. So come on down and say good day. But, um, yeah, thanks for the plug, boys. Yeah, well, you deserve <laughs> it. No Silky, we've got some exciting news for fans. I want you to uh, release it, you know, our special guest today. And we're dedicating a bit of our show, or if not most of our show, to it. So uh, unleash. Well, Bush, it's a great honour to reveal our special guest today. It's none other than our head coach, Trent Robinson. Look, this has been a few weeks in the making, uh, hence why we've driven uh, a few hours north up the M1 to get uh, get in front of Robbo. But, uh, yeah, he's granted us an audience today. Uh, so we're going to have a longer-form podcast this week. It's going to be a bit more of a longer discussion. Look, the thing we're proud about at Roosters Radio, it's not always about footy. Uh, we're not the experts. Uh, you, can, you can switch over to Fox Sports if you want to watch uh, – you know, experts talking rugby league. But Absolutely. We want to get, uh, you know, lift the veil, as it were, Bush, and, and learn more about Robbo, the man, the motivator, and, you know, what makes him tick. So really looking forward to, you know, having an in-depth conversation with Robbo and, and, and finding out more about the, the complex individual that I think he actually is. Yeah, and you've got a few quirky questions for him too, Silky, which I quite like. Well, yeah, I mean, it's no secret. He's part of the French... Coaching staff for the uh, la France, eh? the upcoming World Cup, where where and uh, look, I want to test his metal as a uh, you know as a true Frenchman. Uh, I know you know his fa- his wife's uh, French. He's very passionate about the uh, the French culture, and uh, so I'm just going to toss a couple of uh, curveballs at him and seeing if he qualifies as a true frog. And Bells, what are you looking most forward to asking him? Oh, look, anything with Robbo is in depth. So I'm just really looking forward to when you talk to him. He, he it's like you're just captured by the whole experience of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not only just football, but it's, for me, business as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Silky, I can't wait to ask him something you say, and I love what you say, and I think about it a lot. He gets the players and the team ready each year like Bart Cummings. I love that comment of yours because you actually, you actually live it and you see it. So I want to sort of get an insight into that. So I am really looking forward to our chat with Coach Robbins. Well, just on that point, Bush, uh, talking to some of the players on Friday night, there is a real sense and there's a real belief there's destiny ahead without revealing some of the players' names. But they, there is a certain belief that th- there's better things to come. A couple of them mentioned about that 20-minute period and said, look, there's more, you know, we're just going to build on that. So they're building up to that perfect game that we saw back in 2018. Uh, so look out, Cowboys. Um, we saw glimpses of it against the Broncos. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from what I saw there on Thursday night, if we just continue to build on that, uh, we will be a force. Don't worry about that come uh, the first weekend in October. We are on Roosters Radio. We'll be right back after the break with the one and only Trent Robinson. Well, Roosters fans, a real treat today. Uh, you can't go much higher than this at this club, Bells. And, by the way, we are recording here today 
our coach Trent Robinson from none other than the first wonder of the Central Coast, the Impact Gym, hand built by you and Mick, and uh, <laughs> of course Mick, a former schoolmate, your husband of Trent, and uh, former player with Trent. And Robbo, welcome to Roosters Radio live at the Central Coast. Thanks, Bush. Yes, Bell, Silk. Welcome to Impact Gym. Yeah, we've been here uh, a fair bit over the years, haven't we? We oh, always sort of come up here around this time of the season. I just thought about that, 2013. Yep. And then um, a few years in between as well, I think. But then also 18 and 19 yep. where we won. So that's why we you came a, up, isn't that's it? That's why we came up. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a solid <laughs> We're going to win here. again. <laughs> I remember on this very stage, uh, you had yeah, a, we, a younger man with more hair that looked a little bit like me. Oh, had, that's uh, right. You emceed, didn't yeah, you? The uh, <laughs> State of Origin night. That's it was. right. It was yeah. State of Origin. We, yeah. we watched State of Origin. And we had yeah. yourself and Sonny Bill. It was it was a really, yeah. really good evening. So, now we've had plenty of good occasions up here. Well, Robbo, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to hit you up straight off the bat. It, it's been a long season, as every season is. Um, so many challenges, and you always rise to those. When you reflect on what's gone on in the season so far, we always know you build. What's your assessment? Yeah, so I've talked about it a couple of different times that um, I'll go back to sort of at the end of 18 and 19 and then we go into sort of 20 and 21 and and what you try and do is you try and hang on to the years that you've had and you're trying to replay those years to continue the success. And we didn't do that in 20. And then 21 was a mixed bag with the, the COVID and we were just trying to play some really tough footy. We couldn't beat those those top teams, um, but we were playing really admirable footy throughout that whole season yeah. with the injuries that we had, and I felt like that was a great year. But this year felt like um, the the next period of time. It felt like we were setting up for the next few years, and we were ready to go this year. So when we did that, I've said it a few times that I've played with some different things, not trying to have a really good year right from the start and be really tight about it. We've changed sides on players, changed positions on players, experimented with a few different things, um, and that's why it's been a really good year. It's been enjoyable. We've got some stuff right, we've got some stuff wrong, but we've got to a point where uh, we're really clear on the footy that we want to play at this time of the season. I'd probably like to be a few spots higher if we didn't experiment as much, but I don't know if we know as much about ourselves if we didn't. I think the adversities we've faced, which uh, you know some people see as a problem, you see as an opportunity, has set us up to to get through and, and be in the position that we are, which is in a great spot. Yeah, and that I mean, it's all your perspective about how you feel about what's happened to you, and so uh, internally, I feel like we're quite stable as a club. From Nick, Joe, myself down to the players, there's not external pressures plays uh, as little importance in the Roosters as it ever has. So we hold our cool in different times. We understand sort of where we're headed and what our method is. And we've um, we've been able to ride out those periods and go, but we want to keep heading in this direction. Mm. Um, and that's the task over, you know, over the next two months. Robbo, you just alluded to something there, but there was a fair bit of changing on the off-season, particularly around the coaching staff and, and different personnel. You know, it was fair to say that it was a, a sluggish start to the start of the season, but obviously uh, the performances we've put in over the past couple of weeks have shown that we're, we're back on track. But do you reckon those little subtle changes within particularly the coaching group yep. ha- had an impact at the start of the season? I know there was players that were injured at the start. We didn't get the, the preparation that we, we generally have, but... Was that a factor? Definitely, yeah. There was 
lots of subtle changes. We obviously had coaching changes. Uh, we had uh, a huge change in our performance team. Um, so their sort of subtle um, knowledge and intuition around the players needed to build. You can't walk in and you might have idea about how you want to program, but if I if I'm coaching Bell, it's like okay, this is what program I want you to do. But like, was that a call up? Sorry, well, <laughs> NRLW. <laughs> we'll start there, Bell. But I might say like, but I know how you feel. Or I know how you act on a Monday compared to a Friday, and those things take a little bit of time. So it's the nuances of the the whole group that took time to adjust or, or come together to to get to where we are today. Yeah, so a new combination that you will form on-field, there's no different to off-field. Mm. Um, so when you put a group of people together, you need a subtle bit of time to, to get that to work, and it's the same. There's no differences um, off-field. And uh, just showed the importance of us spending more and more time together. So obviously you mentioned earlier you wanted to be a little bit higher on the ladder than what we are at the moment, but... We're going to win the comp. Let's, you know, let's just all put that out there right now. Well said, Bells. What does the road look like in? I know we look at every game ahead of us and every weekend, but what what are your thoughts on the on the final few rounds? Well, there's a there's a couple of things I, I guess with that is it's really about how you want to play the game. Mm. Like really simply about how we want to go about playing um, each week. Mm. And so there's different times in over different years that we've had where we're trying to work on or we're trying to game plan against an opposition. This year has been really about us, about really forming our style of play. And what we've worked towards is really working on our philosophy of play. What is it with these different groups of players? Like we're very much uh, dominated around um, instinctive players. And then how did we adapt our game towards that? And then it's about boldly going after that, adhering to the rules of footy. So every team has to adhere to some rules of footy that that don't matter anyway. Lately, that doesn't matter what where you come. Like that, every team. If you want to win the comp, you have to adhere to these rules. Mm. And if you don't adhere to them, you're kidding yourself. But on the back of that, you've got to have a style, a personality of the Roosters, mm. and it's born through history. It's born through current playing situation it's born through the environment that we live in and train in and, and so when you layer that on top of the rules of footy then you have your style and that's us mm. i feel like we've worked hard at that at trying to find our 22 style putting that on the back of the rules of footy and now we're going after after that style and we're we're fresh we feel like we're ready to attack each game that we're going into um, but there's improvement to be made. Like mm. we saw, we saw a glimpse of, of it against Brisbane, and then it's also about um, extending those periods. Robo, you just touched on something that it's always intrigued me, and we heard you pushing uh, myself at the sponsors' dinner on Friday, which was a great event. But um, when you're up on the stage there the other night, you talked about the sponsors playing. You know, the Roosters playing Roosters footy that. As a as a sponsor, we can be proud of, mm, love and I, I love I love the way that you put that into context. But my question is, and we ask this to the players, and you, and you touched on it there with the culture and the history of the club. But what is Roosters Footy? Yeah, so this is a I, I can sort of explain it in words, which yeah. I will. But it's also it should you, you should it should make you feel a certain way when you watch the Roosters play over the course of 
you know, games and a season. And the thing, um, when I talked about that with sponsors, the thing that I really meant there was um, I feel like we play a really um, honest style of footy is the first thing. So if you're a sponsor, you want to be, um, you want us to uphold the values of your organisation, right? So when I say that is um, we honour the game. I feel like we play a really tough brand of footy, like we try and play a physical brand of footy, but we also want to play with um, skill and f- and some instinct and flair on the back of it. Um, uh, we, we, we're a team that will, we're not going to whinge, like we're not going to complain about the way that if someone gets hit high, the boys will get up, stand up, play the ball. They may yell at the bloke that just hit him high afterwards, but yeah. they're not going to they're not going to show a weakness or a softness in those moments for short-term game. They know that their their attitude towards the playing the game, the hardness of the game is really important to them. And so I, I feel like the way that we play is very much um, physical, brutal, um, but honest in the way that we go about it. And then they can play some um, some beautiful footy on the back of that as well. Um, and there's lots of other little things, but, um, yeah, that's what I mean when we represent you. It felt a bit Johan Cruyffy towards the end there, Coach. Well, that's, I mean, they're... Um, Really interesting. I mean, that, that's what we're really trying to set up as well. In, in so obviously, it's different philosophy, but you know what he did and Barcelona did. It's not about a coach or a certain set of players. It's about that the color and the jersey and the emblem and the area and all of that DNA goes into. Well, we we have to play this way. Um, and I felt like that from Jack Gibson. That my earliest memories mm-hmm. of, and obviously before that in with different players, but I still remember they set up a, a certain style, defensive style of play with beautiful flowing attack, um, and they lived the area that we they they played the area that they lived in, which was uh, the eastern suburbs. Coach, no, those that coach those of us that know you well know how passionate and detailed you are, and and, and I think the fans are so intrigued. By the way, you think, you know, words that come to mind always in conversation with yourself is culture, character, belief. How do you describe yourself? I mean, you have such a poker face, you know. We don't know what's going on in that box, but you mm. would be ideal. You'd probably win $10 million, by the way. So when you do decide to, uh, you know. When are we la- going to Vegas? That was his last coaching contract when he resigned for five years. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but how do you describe yourself in, in the way of handling those moments and, and the moments, the roller coaster that is rugby league, the roller coaster that we seem to see other coaches seem to fall, uh, you know, short sometimes, and we, you know, we see in the media things that happen in this last week, which you know aren't any of our business. But how do you handle the ups and downs? Because you still get thrown the challenges. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, uh, I have the ups and downs as as any coach. Yes, I guess I think um, going through that and understanding that is normal, and also there is uh, that feeling of like you have to be invincible. You've got to hold a facade. And that's that's what coaches are there for. They're supposed to to hold up this uh, image of the club, which is uh, which is unbreakable. And that with that comes like so that part when you're first starting out as a coach, that sort of you, you have to work hard at holding your temperament in a certain way and having your values really clear. So doing that um, was a part of it, but it's also okay to say that 
you, you're going to have your moments where you think like there's some times you go, oh, I wish I wish I had uh, said something differently. Or I shouldn't have done that. Um, but the self reflection on your coaching will see an incremental improvement over the years on the way that you act. If you if you if your ego increases over the course of your years as a coach, then you can become petulant or 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 um, complacent. Yeah, or or whatever that however your personality comes out, you'll head in the wrong direction. Whereas if you uh, continue to ask yourself the question of going, did was that the right way to do it? Yes, it was. Or some things I'll go, I shouldn't have done that. I should have done that differently. Reflect myself and then change it for next time. So I, I think my responsibility as a coach is really clear and I'm trying to merge those two as a person, as a coach, the, the older I get um, because I feel like I'm getting more aligned to, to the coaching um, mm-hmm. than ever before. You mentioned, you know, sometimes you get it wrong and, and it can be difficult and we all need a sounding board or a right-hand person. Who is that for you? I don't have one, Belle, to be honest, oh. really. So yep. that, like I have different people that I talk to and, and, and but those reflections mm. are very personal. Yeah. So like I have different people, lots of different people, mm. you know, the, the, the other coaches, there's obviously Nick, there's um, other people around that I talk to about my job and, and how I do it. It's not... Um, there's lots of us that go into our club, um, mm. but when it comes to those moments, um, so you know, I've had um, different chats with players or different decisions I've made. That those reflections are definitely personal. Yep. Robert, where do you find the one percent improvements as a coach? Ten years next year, and it's obviously it's always about continual improvement. So where do you find those if you're looking within? Yeah. So there's a few different ways, Silk. So. In in season, because a, a lot of my stuff is either reading or listening to audio books or podcasts at, during the season, because a lot of your time is spent going to um, to and from training or you're reviewing video, so that you can only get those snippets. Yep. So in season, it's that usually I, if, if I get a buy, um, I'll go and try and get some re-energize. So that's personal time mm. at the end of a season. I will go and do. Um, I'll go and meet some different people. Um, I'll either go to. It's not at the end of seasons. People often go and meet, go to clubs and all of that. My ones are more meeting other coaches. Yeah. And I'm on a coaching groups during the year as well. I sort of do once every couple of weeks with other coaches for, or other uh, some coaches, but some are in different businesses as well or different entertainment industry yeah. where we share stories. So you do need that reflection and, and sharing of ideas with other people. When you're having those conversations, obviously, you know, my, my, we're a mutual friend as the Australian water polo coach. Yep. So is that – those conversations that you have, are they technical? It's like, is it a skill? Where the skill or is it more the mental side of the sport or um, the conversation? Yeah, so with those, sometimes it might be around technical parts of how you plan a week or how you plan a session – um, what are you looking for? And then when it's from people outside of sport, it'll be around um, around uh, concepts around um, yeah how you do, deal with players or a situation or things that you might be going through. And they come from all different angles. You know, people come from lots of different angles. Um, and I don't think uh, he'll mind me sort of saying, it, but I'm, I'm 
friends with Chris Brown, right? You know, the vet. Yeah. Yeah, right? So, and we're on a group together. Yeah, when right. are you going to introduce me? <laughs> so, settle down, settle down. So, we're on a crew with three or four other guys yeah. and and we'll talk about stuff and he'll come at it from, from different angles, which will help me, which they're the things that, oh, I've had a blank on the book now uh, that talks about um, the Matthew Syed book that talks about diversity and about how what we do is we often gravitate to people in our own areas to get similar ideas and information. Mm. So it perpetuates. And it creates a bias. Yeah. And it, mm. it, it, and depending what, you know, 45-year-old male living. And so you end up in coaching. So what you do is you go and gravitate to other mm. 40 and you get the same ideas. Whereas if you can go outside of your realm and get people from um, different areas and yeah, different right. walks of life. Perspective. That's Diversity of thought. Yeah, that's that's vital. If you stick in your in your little sort of silo, um, then you won't have different ideas. So doing that, that's the long answer of trying to do that over the course of a year. Um, and I'll have different things at different points in the year that I'll that I'll um, that I have time for. Performance is a is a big thing at the Roosters, and uh, you're very innovative. And even you know, with our strength and conditioning, and you know, our, our, our coaching staff. How important off-field, even things such as, you know, innovation with uh, the mental side of things, the coach whisperer that's it's now out in the news and the media, little things like that are so quirky and different in coaching. Is, are they the things that give you the little edge? Are you constantly trying to drive yourself to find mm. that little edge that, that gives you that winning advantage? So people like routine and consistency, right? That's how, like, people like uh, home base. That's why, you know, <laughs> we, we have our routines as humans, right? So... Putting that in place is is really important. But then over the course of year on year, how do you keep it fresh and new and, and, and relevant as well? So you have to continually look. So I want someone to walk into the roosters and know that we talk about culture. It's a living thing. It's a, it's a, so how do you keep that living and consistent and home? But then also how do you keep it fresh and new um, without changing the home base? And there's the. That's the know, challenge. That was one of my questions. Yeah. You do it so well. Like every, it, it's like a marriage. It's like a friendship. It, it, everything evolves, but you seem every year to just keep it. It's like walking into your grandmother's house. I sort of find it. You know, the meal's the same. It's beautiful. You know, everything's looking great, and then all of a sudden something's different and it's exciting. So every Christmas, you know, when you do that, it, it seems to be like that at the Roosters every season. There's always something to look forward to, but there's so much. Tradition, if that's the right way to say it. Yeah, that's. I, I just can't. I, I think th- I've got it. Um, well, I think we've, we've got it right for the most part, but then mm. we also do get it wrong at different times. And when I say get it wrong, what you, you need do, to tinker with it. What you do is after, like, you might be three or four months in, and you go, "Oh, this is, this is, this is Groundhog Day," mm. and you can see it in the players subtly that they're doing the same type of thing. You're going, oh, we've gone on this for too long and we yeah. need to shift that. Yep. Um, so trying to plug into the players and see that. And, and also that's up to a, like a lot of people for that. You know, there's a lot of people in our office that offer that sort of life, sort of style for us. Yeah. But we've gone through periods where it is Groundhog Day and then we've gone through periods where we do keep it fresh and exciting. But we've got lots of people plugged into the culture that they feel like – it's up to all of us to keep it moving. And I think what I've, what we picked up, Silky alluded to the sponsors' dinner, you know, 
fans, sponsors, members, players. Everyone loves a great leader, and, and you know you, you're, you're still growing as a great leader. How important is man management, management of the individual as well as the collective to you? The science and the art. So the science is, do you know how to attack and defend and do you know how to um, plan a season and periodise a season and all of that? That's the science of it. Um, and so you can write that out at the start of a week, at the you know the start of a season, you can get all that and you need that. That is vital. But the art of it is... Right, yeah, we're all human beings and have different uh, emotions and desires and and habits and all of that. And and then how am I going to adapt to those? And how am I going to get you know fifty people each year to adapt to those? Mm. And that's the that's the beauty of that man management, you know. And that's and that's shared. And that was what we talked about earlier about how different people coming in and out. We we might have the science, but then we've got to layer on the man management. Um, and so, you know, we lost some some real big IP in those in those areas. But then you can see that we've developed the longer the season's gone. That 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 style men management doesn't just come from the coach. We're we're one part of, you know, twenty other guys that have to. And then even the leadership group, you know, Teddy and Jared and all that. They man manage as much as I do. Mm. Robert, you touched on the playing group there, and as we sit here talking. We've got the gym next to us and a few of the players are, are walking in and out. And uh, this this one individual, big barrel-chested, six-foot-plus uh, front rowers, walked past a couple of times. Matt Lodge, he's been a revelation, if you ask me. His performance last week was unbelievable. But since he's come to the club and he's playing big minutes, uh, his impact has been sensational. The decision to sign him, did, it, did you have to ponder for long or was it Something that you you knew he was the right fit for for the the club at the time. No, we had to sort of go through that and had to meet him again. I, I met him a few years ago, and we didn't think it was right a few years ago. Um, and then I felt like I met a different guy uh, a few months ago, uh, a guy that um, was really passionate about coming and what he thought his footy was uh, and could be. Um, the need was there for us. So when you talk about I talked about science and art there. The science was pretty clear. We needed a front rower. Um, We needed a go-forward front rower. We were going to benefit from that. Uh, The art of it was, was he going to fit in culturally? Um, You know, what happened at the previous clubs and and did we think we were uh, in a position to to bring Matt on? And he's been great. Like, he's been... And and so he's often been the forward leader, which he is now, but he's he's really clear on uh, what kind of game he wants to play. And what game we want him to play, and and his ability just to go out there and play with guys that he loves standing next to, Jared, Teddy, he really looks up to. So um, I feel like he's executed a, like a really simple game, which has huge impacts. Yeah. You know, like you can front rowers, um, you you've got to do a couple of things really really well, and then you can get the 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 ten fifteen percent on top of that. But a lot of them forget the the 80, 90% of the, the basic stuff that's really hard to do and they cloud it with the 10%. Lodgy's, he's he's doing the 80, 90% as well as anybody at the moment. Well, Luke Carey said to us on Friday night that he's got amazing football IQ. Yeah. He said some of the stuff that he talks to Luke Carey about could be a number six or seven, yeah. the way that his football IQ he says. Some of the stuff that blows me away. So... Obviously, there's a pretty sharp football mind in that big body. Yeah, which is which is why he's a really intelligent football player, 
and which is why sometimes he's felt like he needs to go and play a couple of different ways in the teams that he's played at because he can see it and express it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that has compromised the front rower role just slightly. So what we've done is we, we, he is intelligent and so we do talk to him about all of those things but what he's doing is laying the platform for the absolute... Before you become Matt Lodge, you have to be a front rower. Yep. And he's, he is being a front rower and then adding Matt Lodge on the back of that. It's not replacing the front rower's role. Didn't they have a cracking game on the weekend? Him and Jared, that was an amazing... Yeah. Oh, Best 20 minutes I've seen since the wow. 2018 grand final, I yeah. think. Yeah, it was it's outstanding. Exciting. It's that style of Roosters footy that you just... The Bondi Wall, isn't it? Mm. You know, in attack yeah. and defence. It's yeah. awesome. Just uh, Robbo on the younger boys in the side, the ones that are yep. currently just absolutely carving it up. We've got you know Sawali and Sammy and Egan Butcher. And how happy are you with their performance so far this year? And obviously with many more years to come. Yeah, <laughs> I thought when you said the big six foot barrel chested front rower, I wasn't sure if you're talking about Connor or Egan, <laughs> the way that they've been playing their roles this year, which has been. They've been playing front row in the yeah. middle parts of the game. And um, Egan, um, speed of play, intensity of play, you can see um, a footy player in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've really enjoyed the way that he's played the game last year as well. And mm-hmm. then again this year, he's got an intensity to him. Um, and and the way that Connor and him have been tag teaming there has, has accelerated our play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really good. Um, Sammy Walker's been... You know, I think Drewy and Sammy are the only guys that have played every game Wow! Um, this year, uh, and he's been more responsibility this year. Um, he's creating lots of opportunities, and he's learning the management mm. on the run. So um, I feel like it's been a very good year for Sammy. You know, it's been a lot of work, um, but he's been developing well. And then Sawali, oh. yeah, I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't think he was going to probably play. Uh, as well as what he did, as early as what he did. Mm. Yeah. I felt like he got past the, okay, my role as a winger is this, and then mm. he got to, but I'm going to do this really quickly. Most guys spend a year yeah. just trying to get their role down, Pat, whereas he got that, plus also he's added lots of moments, try savers, high ball catches, like absolute brutal backfield carries. Oh, um, defense. Yeah, so it's just been uh, it's been great to, to watch him um, develop and, and even those new generation type players every three or four years a new crop comes through about mm-hmm. how much information they can take how much prep they do recovery um, yeah he's one of those new age guys mm, it's exciting to see them I tell you Robert we've got a lot of um, business owners and, and, and uh, community leaders and business leaders uh, not just in our community and there's some suburbs, you know, up here on the Central Coast, Roosters fans, right across the world, we get lots of messages worldwide from Roosters fans. And a lot of them enroll similar to yourself in businesses, you know, and they've got teams of people and, you know, Johnny from photocopying and Beryl from accounts, you know, if you, you want to stereotype. What do you do to prepare and keep yourself fresh and look after the leader that you are, look after Trent Robinson, uh, to be able to prepare and be, you know, handling yourself the way you do consistently? Yeah, there's a. I guess there's a couple of things there. Is often when people, this is sort of in in positions where you develop year on year. One of the things I try and do is do as much work as possible on um, myself. Yeah. Like so, try and get 
because um, you can uh, not being but you can get carried away with yourself a little bit in our roles so mm. trying to make sure that you uh, are, are being quite simple in your your process about um, uh, ego sort of reduction type work just sort of realizing that we all are the same and we're all on different paths and I get to enjoy my role but um, you know I'm not just a footy coach there's other parts to me and I'm also how do you use like I'm often the senior roles in a business are the service roles so what we often do is you can look at your role as two different things I guess from an ego point of view is I'm the head coach of the Sydney Roosters so therefore I've got lots of power and I can people need to do what I say in different areas because mm. I'm in control because I want to control that. Or you can use it as like I'm at service to lots of people because I'm in a, in a senior role. So I'm there to service lots and lots of different people to assist them to get the most out of their role. So the players, I'm really at service to the players. Mm. Like that's my role is to create a, an environment where they can perform. Yeah. I mean, we look from the outside and we discuss it, the three of us. You kind of look to us like you're conducting an orchestra and you're mentoring and collaborating and co-creating with the coaching staff, with the admin staff, with the board, with players as a group and individuals. Do you sort of see yourself more of that style as opposed to, uh, as mentioned before, you know, more dictatorial? Definitely. Mm. I, I feel like I came in... Um, as a coach beginning and feeling that way like yes. that was you know you're trying to get that in place and this is the way that I want things done and you have to be really clear on vision so the vision is really clear but then the execution of the vision has to be um, uh, through more of that service sort of aspect so uh, the one thing you can't do is just be collaborative all the time that's mm -hmm. I'm not because otherwise if you become that it just too many people have different views and it gets a bit lost. You have to be really organic, clear. It's doesn't it? Yeah, mm. and it's too slow moving in mm. our industry. Sometimes yeah. you, you need direction, you need to be really clear and then you need to help people execute that vision. On the plan. Finally, for me, Robert, your uh, most important role is a, is a father and a family man. You know, you've got a beautiful family and uh, how do you balance the responsibilities you have in your workplace with being a father at home and outside, not just being a footy coach and being a dad? Well, I think that separation is, uh, this is a bit esoterical, but I am me before I'm a footy coach. And the, the search for the I, like the, the, the I am, is, is really important. So when I'm at home, I couldn't be further from a footy coach at home. You know, the boys will watch the games and, and, and enjoy that part of the game, but that's, it's like I'm not even close to a, a, a footy coach at home and, and, and separating that and living a life which is, you know, like any normal dad or partner is 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 really important. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the, the simple routine and the simple life uh, that we have. And then, then you have your roles on the back of that. I think there's a real disconnect in life at the moment of our attachment to a status or a role or a uh, and and that's really important because we, we enjoy our community and we need to work together to to build some th important things but uh yeah little things like being yourself what does that actually mean like mm -hmm. can you be on your own um when boredom sort of sets in can you not grab a phone or can you sit on your sit by yourself and 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 sort of have that internal view when you're with the kids can you be really present stuff that i've been really poor at early yeah. in my career i used to i was distracted 
whilst I was trying to build a, a coach, I would – I remember I was so vacant when I would come home. I was still Think, thinking, thinking about, about the game or thinking – like for years I felt mm. like there was that – I was carrying around the head coach because I felt like I was trying to catch up as, as a young coach. I was trying to accelerate there. So I, I was wow. – I was present in rugby league my whole time. And so when I'd walk home, I, I was vacant or I'd be staring off into – because I'd be thinking about what mm. to do the next day. And I think any role, which I'm trying to get better at being where I am at that point in time, yeah. um, which is the continual work that we – while we it's started with. It's whole life, isn't it? Yeah. We're always on, trying – you know, it's, it's, it's a – it's a journey. <laughs> it is. A, it's a learning experience, isn't it? But you have to be, I mean, to, to become, the, the, the whole discussion that we've got to is if you want to become conscious, it, it needs um, some awareness and, some and work. Yeah. You know, you, you and, and there's some practices that I'll do daily uh, around that to try and sort of uh, get to that place yeah. uh, as much as possible. And then hopefully my coaching becomes better because of it or my parenting or my friendships or or whatever part of my life I'm sort of uh, in at that moment. Any truth of the rumour Silky saw you at Bondi Beach in a toga yesterday morning? So is that one of those practices? <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any problem in walking along Bondi Beach in a toga. It was the sandals, <laughs> I, it was the sandals I had the issue with. <laughs> Robbo, uh, in just a few weeks' time, Allion Stadium reopens. Our home. Yep. Um, it's been it's been a long few years playing out of the SCG. I mean, I for one have great memories of the first Allianz Stadium over. In fact, I was a ball boy running out behind Hugh McGowan. So if you need me, I'll dust off the old white, <laughs> the ball boy jumper. But I mean, how important is it to a to win that game to you know be able to say we've won our first game on our home track? But just the significance of, of going back to Allianz. Yeah, it's been our home um, for. 110 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that is our home. Yep. Absolutely that, that, agree. that area, we've been within 500 meters for 110 years. Yep. So, um, uh, it, it's such a wonderful area from, you know, the old, uh, Sydney sports ground, the Sydney, uh, SCG number SCGT, two, SCG number, number two, two yeah. SCG, uh, SFS. And now we're back on, on that ground is just, um, it's amazing. And it is, it's important to perform there. It's important for us to, to go out and honour that home and, and that home ground. And, um, yeah, we, you know, we understand sport and the nature of sport, but we also are really proud of that area and that being our home. And, um, yeah, we look forward to running out there on, I think it's September 2. Mm, yeah. Great first I, game. I Speaking know, of history, so, the bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know in the past you've had sleepouts on SCG. Yeah. You know, is, is there anything... Not that you'll reveal it here exclusively to Roosters Radio, but any plans to kind of to come acquainted to the to the ground beforehand? Yeah, we've done some little things already yeah, right. on the ground, and then it will be um, we will do some things uh, again in the preseason. You know, we've done some little things to honour it already, yeah. um, but uh, it'll be a, a lifelong thing for the Roosters. You always got to say thank you to the the land that you're on. So mm. we'll make sure that we do that at the right time as well through uh, through this preseason. Keep winning premierships, we might put a statue of you at the front. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now back to, you know, as as you said earlier, each game as it comes, Cowboys, Saturday yep. afternoon, 3 p.m. What have we got to do? To, it's a big game. Yeah. They're playing really well. What have, what are we, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, it's um, we're obviously away on camp this mm. week. 
just uh, refining a little bit of what we want to do and wanting to improve or harness the some of the things that we've been doing over the last month. Uh, and then, yeah, back at the SCG for the second last time on the ground. Wow. Yep. Uh, and we want to extend... Um, we'll have two things. We'll, uh, we want to nail our, our style of play uh, for a longer period of time and a more intense period of time. Uh, and we want to understand the opposition and, and how to game plan and, mm. and how to nullify that what they want to do. So mm. they'll be our two focuses this week and uh, we look forward to getting out there in a day game. Actually, I think of that. Everyone's saying we've got a, you know, a, a tough ride home and whatnot coming into the finals, but there's actually a benefit to it, isn't there, in that? What you just mentioned there, you see how they play, you know. You, oh, that's you, great. Coming into the finals, you know what you're coming against in, in the semis and whatnot. Yeah, it's like, there's not – you don't look at – like uh, I hear fear in people when they say that stuff. Mm. Like I don't, I don't run with that train of thought. It's not what, – what is a tough run home? What does that mean? Does that mm. mean that mm. – all it means is that for me, uh, we get an opportunity to test ourselves each week, each weekend. If you judge how your weekend's going to go based on your opposition, you've, mm. you're missing the point of high performance. You, you have to be really clear about how you're going to play. And, it, and you walk into these games and you know that you're going to learn a lesson about uh, yourself, your club, your players, um, and you, you just you charge on in. Mm. It's, these, these are really exciting um, period of games. Robo, Silky often says this on Roosters Radio. I think all of our fans agree. He calls you uh, sometimes the Bart Cummings of rugby league coaches that you seem to structure your season that at the right end of the season, there's lots of ups and downs and we all acknowledge that. But when it comes to the pointy end, you're ready and you're always ready. And as fans, we've experienced that. And it's almost we expect that. When you, when you hear that sort of a comment, and I know it's Bart Cummings without the eyebrows, we get that. <laughs> do, you, do you find that in yourself and, and you hear that comment? Does that... Well, I guess, as I said, I've, I've had some years there where uh, I feel like we could have done better at the end of the year if I, just, if, I, if, if I just manipulated things just slightly differently. And then I know that we've nailed the ends of the year really, really well we've hit, um, because we've planned it well. So that self-reflection on, okay, we should have done that better I shouldn't have done that at this period of time. Um, but our whole thing is, is we're, we're not in a Premier League first-past-the-post competition. We're in a final series. It's about being at your best in September and October. That's that's the point of our the way that our season's set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, we would like to be higher up this year yeah. on where we're uh, – and I could have handled that better at the start of the year. Um but we want to be nailing our, our, our energy at the back end of the year. So every, the point of every season is to be at your best at this time of year. So yes. um, you've got to plan it accordingly. Now, Robbo, we are bringing it home, but uh, we know at the end of the year it's a World Cup season. You do have a, a director or coaching role with the French, and we know how much you know you love the French culture. But, mate, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yep. You know, to qualify for that role, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to throw three quick questions at you. Okay. And uh, let's see how you go. Name the highest mountain in France. The highest mountain in France is Mont Blanc. Correct. 4,100. <laughs> <laughs> and he's climbed it. <laughs> I've climbed the second highest. Yeah, in Haviana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Is that what, which is? Chamonix? Is that in Chamonix? No, no, no. It's Cors- down near uh, Briançon. Okay. It's in further the south. The key ingredient of Fogois is? 
or duck liver. Yep. Goose and, liver. Yeah, yep. e- either or. Yep. And lastly, Johnny Halliday is famous for. Johnny Halliday, the Elvis of France. There you go. There we go. Oh, there you, go. you got the job. Yeah, <laughs> see, this is, I hear it all the time. Johnny Halliday passed away a few years ago. He's a legend of, uh, but he was known as the Elvis of, oh, when I got there's there. There's a great Netflix documentary on him. Is there? Watch it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. He yeah. was, uh, you'd be, f- I went to Cannes Film Cannes Festival, Plus. right? Yeah. In, I reckon it was t- 2003. And I was standing next to him in a no bar way. having a uh, – and the only thing – I didn't know about him. He would him, have been having a cigarette, no doubt. He was having <laughs> a vodka. And I saw him in a in a film just before I left for France and I thought he was an actor when well, I got there. Well, he did there. both, right? He, he did. He, he had the Elvis, Elvis path. Yeah. He started yeah. in music at 16 yeah. Yeah. and then he became a, a, a star of the screen as well. Yeah. legendary. Past. Yeah. Past flying colours. Past. You got the job. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Robbo, we've loved – as we always do, having you on. We love the access. Uh, we appreciate the friendship and we yeah. love the learning. On, on behalf of all of our fans, mate, we couldn't be happier having you at the helm. And, uh, you know, long may the success continue into this year. Uh, we're all right behind you. But thanks again for spending time on Roosters Radio and giving us those amazing insights. Thanks, guys. Love yeah. being on here and let's go and get it. East to win. Let's go, East Roosters. Thanks, thanks Robbo. <laughs> Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Bush Bells. What a great chat, mate! I've I've got one word or two. So impressive, amazing, so insightful. It really was, yeah. Mm. Bells, you talk about leadership. Like for our fans out there on Roosters Radio, you know, we try every week to try and get some insights. And Silky, you rightfully said, you know, lift the veil, get behind them, and we do that with our players. We don't want to just talk about footballers. And and, and uh, you know, I like what you said about going on Fox if you want expertise. But you want to come here. We want to get behind and find out who the man is. I just think we found out who the man is behind the coach of the Roosters and and what a great man he is. Definitely, and and how open he is with it as well. So he he's willing to let you know who the man is, and that's that's just awesome. I, I think you you say something there, Bells, that really resonates with me. I mean, how many of the other fifteen NRL coaches would be so you know available one and, and open. open to mm-hmm. to be honest, a couple of fans. It was um, just so, like you know, sitting around having a chat, yeah. Hats off, just having a, a yarn, really, yeah, and well, just learning so much on all levels. And I think there's something in there for all of us as mothers, fathers, business owners, uh, you know, employers, and roosters fans. You know, you, you get a real sense of uh, what leadership's like. You get a sense of growth, and you can actually take something away. So, really, really, uh, you know, thought I might have got him with the Johnny Halliday. Thought I might no, have got him. He's all over it. But then, <laughs> what about the way he stood next to him? At it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Rob can do And that. listen, if you want to check it out, check out the great Johnny Halliday on Netflix. It's a great little series. Or Canal Puss if you're in France. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what I was excited about, boys. There's lots of the negativity in the press about our run home. And I was just super excited to hear, and it, and it was a different train of thought for me, is that it's actually great having that run home. Yeah. And it's great playing the top, you know, eight coming home because – you do know how they're going to play in the finals and you're learning and, and it's just, you know, it, it's it's I, a great step I, up. I do know that they don't worry. I mean, look, of course they're up here, they're preparing for a game against the Cowboys. But even, you know, and I go back to speaking to the players again last Friday night, but th- their focus is on themselves and where they need to improve and, you know, how they're going to win. Mm. 
the the opposition don't really come into the conversation. And I got that from Robbo when you asked that question, Bells, about the the run home. So mm. I do think it helps, though, Silky. Like I watched uh, our sister station, Matty John's face to face, and Roy Masters said. He believes that St. George lost because they had the week off and they had a couple of easy games leading into it. And he says, my professional opinion, he is an expert, mm. you've got to have hard games. And we have got a run home that is, you know, <laughs> other yeah. clubs are looking at going, wow, let's see how this goes. But equally, we are rising to that and we're ready for it. Well, let's look at our big matchup there on Saturday afternoon. It's a three o'clock kickoff, my favourite Saturday SCG, sun setting. There'll be a good crowd out there, I think, you know, with the Roosters putting a few back-to-back, there'll be a, a good crowd, particularly out of the members. But Bush and Bells, uh, it's an exciting game. There's some really good matchups, particularly in the forwards. How do you see it? That's what I'm looking forward to, Silky, the forwards. After the weekend against the Broncos, you know, Lodge and Hargraves, I'm just looking forward to them taking on the forwards this weekend and just that having a smashing opening 20 again. It's going to be a fast game on Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon football. You know, hopefully the sun's out and the pitch is fast and it's going to be a great, it's cracking, cracking game. Yeah, I think you're right, Bells. It's got all the ingredients for a great end of season matchup. I'm thinking Roosters 22, Cowboys 20. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight, and I think there'll be points in both sides. So, mm. Bush, I'm a, I'm kind of thinking on the same vein. I actually had in my mind Roosters 24, Cowboys 18. Yeah, nice. 24-18. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit different, and I'm saying there's a couple of more tries in it. Roosters 26, Cowboys 14. Okay. Good defence. Mm. So we're all around that kind of 20. So we we all agree that there's uh, so a few points, a few a few points to be scored. <laughs> well, you can get on with club sponsor Unibet. You know that they'll be well, there. I mean, ready the thing, and willing. The thing is, I think over the past what four or five weeks, we've nearly hit the forty mm. since since. I mean, I can't go back. You're the you're the resident statistician here, Bells. But I know our for and against is is amazing at the moment, just because of our um, we've had no problems crossing the stripe. That's right. We've yep. let a few in, um, but. You know, not nothing to be too concerned about. Mm. So yes, yeah, so it'll be it'll be a great game there on Saturday afternoon. There's no two ways about it. I'm looking forward to seeing Teddy's run meters. He has just been incredible this year. Yeah. Speaking of incredible, I want to thank our special guest, the one and only coach Trent Robinson. You've been listening to another episode of Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win.